I'm installing a good intro for our podcast and enter. There it is. Look at that. The hitbox. Or just hitbox. Drop the, not Facebook, the social network. I'm making a reference to the film. That's uh, the social network. And um, I haven't seen it in many, many years, so I'm, I messed that up. Uh, but welcome back to Hitbox. Uh, this is the fifth episode, and you know what? I'll say it. I'm proud of us. I'm also impressed, and I don't know if I thought we were going to get here, but here we are. My name is Peter Hunspitek. This is a show where we talk uh, all things video games, past, present, and future. And with me this week to talk about those things, past, present, and future, is Justin Makovich yet again. How are you, Justin? Uh, I'm pretty good. I wish it was as simple as just typing in the internet, uh good podcast intro and it would pop up like that and it would be unique and other people wouldn't have used it it would make life a lot easier yeah do you know this Uh, this is true i really think i think very hard about what i'm going to say at the beginning of the show all week and i rarely come up with anything up until about mm, two to three minutes before we start (laughs) like it like that was uh that was real bottom of the barrel thing (laughs) so uh, (laughs) we're gonna see what happens next week because it's gonna be worse than that i mean i could I could literally spend all week thinking of an intro and then like the second we start recording i will forget what i was going to say and then just oh, kind of come yeah. up with not even good improv just whatever improv is like in the back of my mind i'll say something and hope it sticks when when i was playing like shows pretty frequently uh with with like music and stuff i would think about like thoughtful things to say about the songs that we were going to be playing and you're just like you know different transitions and whatever and then as soon as i get up there like i would i would spend like a long time really thinking about it and then i get up there like gone just like um um well uh this this next song and so i like to think of you know that's sort of like been passed down in my life to the introduction of our podcast where i just go um 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 it's it's an oasis uh uh i'll be disappointed if you ever come up with something that's perfect then okay cool so i'll just not work i'll just do what i've been doing and not really work on it just think about it sort of like in between my activities yeah that's plenty of effort i think that's great yeah but before we get into what kind of our topic today what uh what have you been playing this week okay so i uh you know speaking of downloading things um i i recently built my first gaming pc and i have been wanting to play first person shooters on it because i feel like that's one of the games that's significantly improved on a PC, you got mm-hmm. your little mouse, you got the aiming, it's better to do that. However, like while aiming is easier, everything that happens on my left hand with the keyboard is like literally impossible yeah, because okay. I don't know where any of the keys are. Um, you got to use a lot of your little pinky finger. Mm. My pinky finger doesn't do a lot of things usually. So like the fact that all of a sudden it's an important aspect of my game playing is yeah. very difficult. So um, I decided to play Rage 2 because that was uh, on Game Pass. So I downloaded it and I've been playing it and I heard like some very like uh, average reviews about it. Like it wasn't anything too special. But I have to say like in terms of what I need from a game right now and why I'm playing that game on the PC, it's kind of great to like get myself used to playing first person shooters. Um, And it's very like an agile shooter. Like it's not just the kind of you know, Marine walking around shooting, there's a lot of like dodging and uh, you get all these cool little powers that you upgrade. You know, it's, it's fun. I actually, the the game to game thing, it's kind of like a more of a Far Cry type map in which yeah. you have all these like places and locations that you have to, you know, kill these people or defend this thing. Um, and I, I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, 
it's a game that you don't really have to think much about. <laughs> um, and uh, I would say my pinky finger is getting the use it needs. That sounded wrong. Is it like getting like really swole, like just like huge and like muscular now? Uh, oh yeah, it can it can like totally. I can actually move it and do things with it. Look at so you, it's great. Wow. Yeah, really, yeah. really realizing the potential of your whole hand. <laughs> um, I'm I have been playing uh, Mario Maker two. I have very little to say it uh, say about it. It's it's exactly what it sounds like, and I think you know if you like it or don't. So just to be clear, do you like Mario? Well, that, I guess that's where I get a little conflicted because no, I don't like Mario, but I'm enjoying this game a lot. But I, I think it's because I like to see, uh, I think that oftentimes user generated content in a game like that is oftentimes a lot better than the content that is in there, like developed by, you know, the, the developers and not to say that the developers couldn't do that, but I think that you don't want to put a level that 1% of players can finish in your game, you know, you know, that it makes it like mandatory to complete in order to move on. Whereas with this, you don't have to finish any level, you know, you can get up and move on if it's too hard or whatever. Um, but I'm, I am no casual. So I, uh, <laughs> I was, I was telling you, I was telling you before we started recording, I, I did spend um, two and a half hours on a single level, um, because I was going to be in that 1.63% of people who cleared it. And I did. And, um, I slept so hard that night. Um, knowing that I did a job well done. It's almost like after you finish that, you never want to put that game back on again because there's no higher uh, achievement you can get. Well, that's the thing. It's like I did that and I haven't played it since because that was two nights ago. And uh, I almost, yeah, I'm almost kind of done with it because I just want to be like, and that is the end of that. I, well, I finished the final level, <laughs> the final level on Mario Maker. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, the reason why I don't play those like crane games anymore with the toys yeah, and stuffed yeah. animals. Um, so I, my record was, I am now, I, I've got three in a row and there's no way I'm ever going to touch one of those again, because I think that's a good way to go out on three in a row. And it ended with one at a Denny's in which I got two in a row. So I, I am pretty sure like, uh, I've reached the, the peak of my crane game playing skills. So yeah, that tracks that tracks in a major way. All right. Well, I think that kind of segues, segues us in kind of nicely to what we're talking about today, which is um, we both created lists about five things that we want to see uh, come out of the Switch. Uh, do, is Kind of this year, is that what we're thinking, or just sort of... I, I would say I, I would say it would be great to see this year because I think looking forward at the Switch for this year, there's not a lot of stuff to get super excited about that is exclusive to Switch mm-hmm. or unique to Switch. Um, but... You know, kind of in general, what are things that you wish will happen with the Switch, I think, would be a good way to go about it. Okay, wonderful. Um, but before got- we do that, I just want to... I didn't forget about this. This is this week's hitbox sound. Are you ready for oh it? Oh, my gosh. I totally... I should have... Yeah, okay. Let's hear it. No, no. It's it's fine. It's fine. I was waiting for this transition on purpose. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Did you hear that? Oh, I like it. I like it. It was uh, a snap it's, because yeah. the Switch. Right. Like, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. just do like another clean one just for the... Just, you know? There you go. And there it is. Yeah. Incredible. Were you the one who, like, did they record your hands for it? Is that you? Every time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I get paid uh, 10 cents every time you hear that sound. It's a good sound. I like. I, like, I know. Jokes aside, it's actually, like, a very good. I like, every, at the beginning of every trailer, you get the, like, ooh. Oh, oh yeah. It's just a nice little, and when, you, when you, you put your Joy-Cons on and off, let me see if I can do this real time right now. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you got the. You heard that? Yeah. I'll do it one more time. 
There it is. Good sound. It's a good sound. sound. It's a very good sound. I'm curious what's on your list. So I want to hear your your first thing. By the way, mine are in like no particular order. It's just yeah, mine aren't mine aren't either. Um, I so I think when I was thinking about this list, Mm -hmm. the easy thing to say is that I want everything to come to Switch. I want to play everything on Switch because that's the most convenient thing to me. But then I was like taking a step back and I was like, well, actually, I don't think everything on Switch is the best place to play everything. I would agree. It's nice, but like, what am I realistically? realistically going to play and want what am i going to use if it was on switch so my whole list is everything are things that if it would come out i would buy probably immediately and play Mm -hmm. or at least i would use right away yeah um and that with that kind of qualifier i don't have like first person or third person shooters on this game because uh, on this list because i don't think that those are great to play on switch no i i was like i didn't understand you know i had heard a lot of people say like hey first person doesn't really work like on the joy cons and i was like how can it not it's just two joysticks you know but yeah. i played i played a, a few first person games i was like oh this feels bad yeah, and I think it might even just be the fact that you're holding it in your hand, or just I, I, the size of the of the joysticks. Yeah. Now, now, granted, I I also want to say that I think the Pro Controller is a really good gaming controller. I don't own it, and nor even if I did own it, do I play Switch docked enough. No. To make it worth it, or even play shooters on there. And I think when I played uh, Splatoon Two, when that was when I was into that, I actually uh, played it with the motion controls. With like, so the gyro aiming. Un- yeah, so I would I would undock my uh, switch. I'd basically place it in front of me so it was still portable. Mm-hmm. I'd put my Joy Cons in a little hand holder, and then I'd play like that. And that was actually a good way to play, and the aiming was great. Um, but I wouldn't say that was easy and accessible to play, and I don't recommend that. <laughs> well, I know that like some of the some of the shooters that have come out have done the gyro aiming. I think maybe Wolfenstein Two did it, and that sounds like a nightmare. I mean, I, I liked Wolfenstein Two, but playing it with less tight controls. Or like motion controls sound Yeah. So my my thing that I like to play a lot on uh, Switch are RPGs. Because a lot of the times when you're playing those and you're grinding through them, um, the the amount of uh, like focus I need on them is not that high mm-hmm. unless I'm playing a story beat. Uh, so I just like to sit on the couch, watch TV, play RPGs while I'm uh, grinding through them. And that's my favorite thing to do on the Switch is play RPGs. So... My first list item, and this probably is not a shock to you. Yep. Is Persona 5 Royal. Incredible. That is also on my list. I figured. <laughs> uh, well, I, I will also say I don't want to limit it just to Persona 5 Royal. Uh, I think Persona 4 Golden came out recently, I think on Steam or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just have Persona games because I agree. Um, yeah, I've, I've been playing Persona 5. I'm 55 hours in as of last night. And uh, I think the pr- here's my problem is if it came out on Switch in the next however many months, I don't think I would play it on Switch because I'm too deep in, you know, mm-hmm. it's where I'm just like, I just I might as well just finish this. But um, yeah, I totally agree. I would I think I'd be done with it if it was on Switch by now. Yeah, it's just it's just so much easier to sit there and play it and kind of go through it. And it just becomes a, a little bit of a habit in your day. Yeah, especially a game like that, that is pretty easy to pick up and put down. You know, you finish a day, you're good for the day. You can just, you know, do the do the next thing or go to sleep or whatever. Um, and I, I, you know, for me, uh, I also have Persona Five on uh, PlayStation. I played it probably about twenty hours. I'm I'm in the middle of the second palace, 
And I still don't think it would be a, a detractor for me to go back because the gameplay is different enough and improved enough in Royal that if it was Royal, I think that would make it uh, an okay thing. There's enough extra stuff at the end and new characters, and I just think mm-hmm. that would make it better. And I think playing it through it again, knowing a little bit more about what to do at the beginning and what I should be upgrading and focusing on, I think that would make the game better. And it might actually, you know, I, I don't think replaying what I already played would be bad. Um, even if I finished playing it on PlayStation 4, I think uh, eventually if it would come to Switch, I'd still buy it. Um, but I like that idea of uh, like Persona 4 Royal coming. Um, have you had any other Persona experiences in your life? No. Um, I have been told by many people that like, hey, Persona 5 is maybe my favorite game I've ever played. Uh, and I get like overwhelmed by games that are like, hey, this is going to take you like 100 hours. You know, because there are certain games that I've played for, you know, obviously there are a handful of games that I've played for over 100 hours. I think I played Overwatch for like over 300 hours, which yeah. I mean, like, I think that might be my most played game ever. Overwatch, I think it's Overwatch and Skyrim are my two. But but to be able to sit down and, and play it on the Switch, like I've got 100 and maybe 200 hours in Animal Crossing, you know, just because yeah. it's like, OK, I'd play this for, you know, an hour, two hours every night before I went to sleep. So, uh, you know, uh, sort of when that came out in March, April and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree. I've never I've not played any of the other Persona games, but Persona 5 has had me like I'm, I love this game. I used to be I used to like watch a lot of anime and stuff, and I kind of got out of that in the past like five years. And this game is everything that I like about anime. Um, and it's it's just so clean and polished. Yes. And playing it. And like, I hate to say this because I feel like it's just one of those random words people use, but it has so much style when you're yeah, playing it. Yeah, yeah. That I think, I think when you're just looking at screenshots, you're like, oh, this looks cool, but like when you're actually watching it happen, it's just so like immersive. The music is awesome. Yeah. I keep like humming the songs even if I'm like not playing it. It's just stuck I, in my head I constantly. listen to the soundtrack to be like actually a lot when I'm driving because it feels cool. It's like, yeah. It's, it, yeah. Um, it's like a jazzy, I don't exactly know the style of that, but like it's like the jazzy yeah, yeah. kind of... But it's stuff. it's everything that I like about anime and everything that I like about role playing games because I also get overwhelmed sometimes by like this new armor will do plus whatever against whatever and it's like ah oh, that's so I have a hard time choosing between different like mm-hmm. sets of whatever or like constantly having to change my armor out when you know after I defeat two enemies it's like okay well now I found like marginally better armor I'm like oh my gosh so I I get like caught up in that kind of sometimes. But um, I have, I've thoroughly in, been enjoying Persona 5. Um, I should have waited. I, I bought it oh, like in December when I got... So I got a PlayStation in November. Um, and then in December, I got a few games for... Uh, got, uh, got a few more games for it. And I should have waited. I, didn't, I mean, I wasn't plugged into Persona at all. But had I waited until March when Persona 5 Royal came out, that would have been um, a much better move. Because I think that's the one that a lot of people are talking about. And, and but, I, but I mean, I'm not thinking about that when i'm playing you know i think it's oh yeah exactly exactly i I bought it i bought it uh probably like a year or two after it came out when it was like 20 bucks and i just never had started playing it it was just in my like backlog right and then when royal came out i was like oh i should buy that and then i was looking through my games i was like wait a second (laughs) i I have that persona 5 yeah um and then i was like but should i play this better version or just play the one i have and then in my head i'm like well it's gonna come to switch eventually Mm -hmm. right well and that's the thing is it's uh joker is a smash character now so it, yeah. it makes you think like maybe, but at the same time, there are certain uh, characters that are in Smash games that aren't on 
any Nintendo. Th- I mean, like you got what's his name, Solid Snake. He's not on anything Nintendo yeah, related. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think to end each of these like things that we're doing here, uh, I want to I want to ask you how likely do you think this is to happen um, on the Switch to get Persona Five or Persona Five Royal or any Persona really? Yeah, uh, because of Joker being in Smash, I think it's potentially. Likely, I don't know what I, I'm forgetting the name of the developer of Persona, and I don't know if uh, they Atlas. have. Oh, that's right. Uh, I don't know if I have any sort of deals with Sony or anything for being exclusive on PlayStation and whatnot. Um, but I think it's it's probably likely. I would. I think so. Do you? Yeah, I would say this is probably one of the more likely ones um, on my list to happen, and I have a couple of reasons why I think that. Obviously, there's a relationship with these two companies um, based on uh, having them uh, having Joker and Smash. I mean, that's a direct connection between Nintendo and Atlas, and I think that makes it pretty uh, likely to happen. But um, are you familiar with uh, Persona 5 Scramble? Have you heard of that game? Uh, no. So this is a game that released in February in Japan, and it is on PlayStation and Switch. I bl- it might be on computer, too. But it's basically like one of those Dynasty Warrior-type games. Oh, okay. Um, and it's basically five months after Persona 5. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it's uh, a story. It's kind of a direct sequel to it. Um, and it's on Switch, which is kind of interesting to me yeah. that it's already there. And, you know, I think Atlas and... Um, uh, Nintendo have had a pretty close relationship uh, with a lot of their games. Um, they had, uh, it was like a Persona meets uh, Fire Emblem game. I'm forgetting of the name, forgetting the name, like Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Okay. Yes, 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 I wrote that down. That is the um, kind of mix up between those things. So they've already had like kind of connections like that. Uh, so I, I think it could be very likely and I, I hope it is. But as you said, I don't know what the deal with PlayStation is in Persona 5. Yeah. Is there some kind of uh, like unwritten exclusive clause or contract or something like that? But you know, getting this game on Switch would only help the sales for that game. So it would be a good move for Atlas to, to let that happen. Oh, totally. I agree. Totally agree. All right. So what is uh, on your list other than Persona 5? Okay. Uh, I think this might be on your list as well. So let's jump right into this. I want HD re-releases of Zelda games. I... I loved I, I loved Breath of the Wild. I had a lot of problems with Breath of the Wild, and when I talked when I talked to people about Breath of the Wild, they like a lot of times asked me like, "Did you like this?" I'm like, "Yes, I really liked it." <laughs> I just um, have some thoughts about it, um, but I would love to play some of the games that I missed because uh, I didn't. I kind of I kind of fell out with the Wii. I didn't have a Wii U, so and, and not that I've heard awesome things about you know Skyward Sword and what was the from other? who. You, I think you, I think you, you told me that Sky. Oh man. Um, so this, this is on my list. Uh, uh, Skyward Sword though is not on my, my list of favorite games ever, but we'll talk about that in a second. What are, what are the other 3d ones? Sorry for interrupting the other uh, 3d ones that you'd be interested in playing. Uh, I, I played wind waker when it came out and that is incredible. Uh, I dipped my toes into twilight princess. Uh, and I think I would love to revisit it. I liked it when I played it, but I didn't, ever finish it because I, I never owned a copy of it i borrowed it from my friend so i would absolutely be interested in in playing that and seeing sort of where it all comes from and, and all that and also i mean like majora's mask is my favorite zelda game i like i thought that the 3ds uh remaster or re-release or whatever you want to call it was pretty good i think that the same can be said about ocarina of time not that i'm super eager to replay that one as i've played it 
a bunch of times over the past however many years, but I, I would love to see those also come back. Uh, yeah, so I, I obviously like the, the Switch is the perfect place to play anything, and I think 3D Zelda games would be perfect for that. Um, the I played uh, Majora's Mask uh, on the 3DS XL, mm -hmm. and that game got frustrating to play on that system because uh, the 3DS XL, the little nub on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, using that as any kind of joystick was nearly impossible. And, like, when that was one of the few games I played that when I was done playing it, I had, like, a little, like, uh, like a mark Imprint, on my thumb yeah. from, from, yeah, because it was basically like the bottom of an eraser that you're just like stroking. It's not, yes. it's not, it's not a joystick. I don't know why they didn't have two joysticks on there. That was the stupidest decision uh, they have ever done in their, in their uh, handheld thing. Like if they had two joysticks, that would have been an amazing system. Um, but uh, I, I played everything uh, to completion with the exception of Skyward Sword of the 3D Zeldas. That one was a slog to get through. I, I started playing it when it came out for uh, the Wii U, um, and I was like so so excited about it. I like you know took a picture of it when I got home from Best oh, no. Buy, tweeted about oh, it, no. and all that good stuff. And then I started playing it, and it was just so slow. It wasn't that it was terrible. It was just very slow. And like the beginning itself is kind of cool. Um, the whole game is set up like you're in this like floating island in the sky, and there are these clouds below, the sea of clouds that you have to fly through. Um, and it starts off this like kind of coming of age uh, test in your town about who's going to be the next uh, hero or whatever. And that, like, that stuff's all fine, but basically the dungeons in the game are very repetitive. You go back to the same areas like twice each, mm -hmm. and each time you have to do this thing called, I don't know the name of it, but these like annoying scanning things when you have to look for these little Deku things or Deku things. Uh, you're going around and using your, your, your camera, and it's, it's just this very annoying mechanic that slows down the pace of this game ridiculously, and it's not a fun exploration, because I really like the exploration that you get in, in 3D Zeldas a lot, but this one's not. It's just slow. Um, so I never finished it the first time I got through it. I think I got two dungeons through. And then I went to play it uh, again uh, a couple of, of, of years ago. And then I could not get past the tutorial. Not because it's bad, just because it was it's a long tutorial section at the beginning of the game. And it just kind of like kicked me off of it. But I do think if it was on the Switch, and I know I say this about a lot of things, <laughs> but if it was on the Switch, I would finish it, well, which is why I'm excited. The motion controls probably didn't help either, right? <laughs> you look ridiculous playing that game with the motion controls right because you're supposed to be like this like great swordsman and then it's like kind of one-to-one -one. like the actual like moving of your sword works pretty well but like you're you're walking around uh with your sword like out at these weird angles in front of you yeah. the whole time uh you don't really have shields because the shields have like durability to them which is kind of annoying but mm -hmm. then cut to uh uh breath of the wild and Making you're used it to good. that at that yeah. point um but uh it, it, it is awkward, and I hope that if they would do it, you wouldn't need to, like, swing your Joy-Con around because, again, that would mean I'd have to play it on a TV. No, no, no. And I don't no. want to play my Switch on the TV. Um, is that the, Was that the last game between Breath of the Wild and... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. They, they came out with the remakes on, on the Wii U of Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Oh, um, that's right. They like did the, the, the HD versions. Ones. Yeah. Just bring them over. Just bring them over. You're already yeah, done. just do it. I, just do it. I don't know how that works. I assume it's not that simple. But I want to. <laughs> oh, I, I would assume it's simple considering how Nintendo keeps doing that with all their games. So yeah. I think literally everything on the Wii U, just bring it over to Switch. What's the worst that can happen? Especially your properties like Zelda. Yeah. Um, 
couple of things I saw uh, that Amazon had posted um, with one of those vague December 31st dates. Yeah. A Skyward Sword listing oh, recently. Really? For the and Switch? They, they, yeah, they took it down, but that doesn't seem like it's an accident. It's no. not like Breath of the Wild 2 that is like, we know that's coming. Right. And if they put a placeholder date down, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I would... I. I think it's happening, but I also think Nintendo might be waiting for, I think it's the 35th anniversary of Zelda, which would be next year. Or is it, I think 35th? Yeah, 35th would be next year. Got it. So maybe they're going to have a whole big thing in which they come up with a bunch of these next year. Um, but overall, I think this would be extremely likely that this will happen. Um, oh, yeah. Based on the fact that it's Nintendo's, one of their biggest properties. Yeah. Th- this will definitely happen. All right. If you could choose one, though. To bring over? Well, to bring over, what would the one be? Probably, uh, probably Wind Waker. I I really like that one. I would also then say like my number two would maybe be Twilight Princess, just because I want to play it and like I didn't, yeah. I never finished it. But I think like a safe bet of like, hey, this is a great game. This is Wind Waker, and and I think that they, to my understanding, the HD remaster or re-release, whatever it is, uh, fixed a lot of problems that maybe you didn't know were problems back in two thousand whenever when it was released. But um, like some of the just random fetch quest stuff that's like, hey, you've got to chart the whole ocean. It's like, don't, don't make me <laughs> yeah, they made it much more accessible uh, for that one. I would I would say Wind Waker as well. Uh, hands down would be the one I'm, I would look forward to playing the most because I, I've often uh, gone through the bargain section at Meyer and see that they have for the Wii U, the Wind Waker HD remaster there for like five to ten bucks. Ugh. And I'm like breaks your heart i should buy this but i'm also like but i'm not gonna hook up my wii u no. to anything so no. why would i even consider doing this so if it came to switch i'd definitely play that but uh that that was also on my list too so then what is uh what's your next thing that is not persona or zelda related <clears throat> all right you're gonna have to sit down for this one um, so i'm already sitting so should i just like get on the floor or like, should i lay down no i i think you're fine in yeah, your seat okay, but you. one of my one of my favorite video game series um and it's only getting stronger with each passing day, is the Xenoblade Chronicles series. I was going to make a joke, as you were saying, like Please. my va- favorite video game series. I was going to say it was some sort of like harem dating anime simulator. Uh, this <laughs> no, that, that's is this a, is that's about... That's this, this is about that for me, <laughs> levels of like knowledge and interest. <laughs> Go on. So Xenoblade... So- I want to I I I sell the Xenoblade games to you. Okay. Now, the game I'm calling for is Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, this was released um, specifically uh, on the Wii U, like most things. And it's that same kind of thing that uh, I would play it if it was you know, on the Switch because I was thinking of buying it for the longest time for the Wii U, even though I don't have it hooked up anywhere. Okay. Um, but the Xenoblade uh, series is actually one that never was intended to come to America. Uh, it was the first initially released, the Xenoblade Chronicles was released for the Wii, and uh, Americans started a petition, and they really were, were pushing uh, the the company, oh God, what is their company? Can you look up what the company is? I would yep, like to yep, say yep. it's Monolith, but I might be wrong. Um so they uh, were, were pushing the company to uh, get the, the game released, and eventually they did. And it did well. It did really well. It was one of the best uh, JRPG type of games uh, for the Wii. It is Monolith. Um, and, is it, okay, yeah. And uh, the, the game itself, the Xenoblade Chronicles, it's 
a kind of third person open world JRPG with not turn based combat. It's like the real time kind of combat, but it's almost like an an an, uh, an MMO when you have like your your move set on the bottom bar that have like refresh timers on okay. them, and you have to like set those up at the right time in order to get like special combos. And you have two other players that you don't control directly; the computer controls them, uh, and. Uh, the the worlds themselves are massive. They're, the the game takes place on the back of two giant titans that were like long ago fought, like fought each other in this crazy war, war, and then they both basically hit each other at the same time and killed each other, and then life uh, grew up on both of them. Humans on the one called the Bionis, and robots on the one called the Mechanis, and then in the future, robots and humans are like in this big war for each other. And you're basically a human who finds the special sword that's able to actually fight against the the robots. Uh, and it's your whole thing to avenge this attack on your town um, that the robots did. And you're going basically to the giant uh, robot thing. It's an awesome kind of setup. And the entire game, when you're walking around these massive worlds, you see in like the distance, like the sword uh, that is really a bridge, but you see that in the distance from this giant thing. And it just gives you this huge, massive scale as you're crawling up the back of the of the titan that you're on and it's just such a, a crazy awesome world so i uh i played that one um when it came out they came out with a 3d version on the 3ds that's when i first played it fell in love with it and it was just an awesome awesome game and then on the switch when that came out that same year it launched they came out with xenoblade chronicles 2 okay and that game is by far the better version of xenoblade uh, Chronicles. It's awesome. It uh, the story is is more epic. The amount of control you have is great. It's like what I was explaining with the combat, the MMO kind of like timer thing. Mm -hmm. But you also add it with Pokemon, and like you basically each character gets these swords that are different types of that different types of abilities, different types of stats. Um, so not only are you going through those timers, but each sword changes your combat style a little bit, and then you have more direct control over all of your uh, all of your AI people like you didn't really have in the original game and it just improves everything so much and the amount of exploration is even more epic the amount of stuff you can do in the game is crazy they have like little mini games uh it just it that game is just like the the xenoblade perfected and um they just came out with uh the xenoblade chronicles one remastered which i highly recommend you get because they've made it so accessible and easy to play okay. um compared to the original one like the the quest tracking has improved the graphics have improved like everything has improved about it and i'm sitting there playing through it and i'm like i need i just need to play xenoblade chronicles x and uh this series is such a great one that i i can't believe more people haven't played. I think Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Remastered actually sold pretty well. I think it sold like, uh, let me see, I wrote the numbers down somewhere. It sold uh, 1.32 million since May when it first uh, uh, was in, was like released. That's actually not so, so bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, that one only sold 1.7 as of, uh, I think, last year. So like, Xenoblade Chronicles clearly has more uh, like uh, support behind it, and I think just making a simple copy and paste port of Xenoblade Chronicles X would be an awesome fit uh, for uh, the uh, Switch. Um, so that is one of my favorite games, Xenoblade Chronicles, and a game that I think would be great. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X specifically would be great on the Switch. How likely do you think that's going to happen? 
I think it could be pretty likely. It seems like most of the big games that are coming over to uh, Switch are um, ones that are like Wii U games. Yeah. And uh, Monolith and the Xenoblade series are pretty much exclusive to uh, Nintendo anyway. And I think maybe they weren't expe- they weren't planning on doing it recently, but with how great the remaster has sold um, and how quickly it sold, I-, I think that they might at least look at this now and be like, well, it- even if we do a slight remaster and upgrade from the Wii U version, I'm pretty sure people would still buy it. Um, so I would hope it's pretty likely. All right. Are you ready for my next thing on my list? It is not. It is not a software thing. Well, it might be, but it's it's not like a game. I uh, and this this will be kind of quick. I think it, I would right. like better, and by better I mean basically any sort of like online chat options or like being able to use any sort of microphones or something like that. And I, I'm not a, an online game kind of guy in general. You know, I don't really love to play games and like use microphones with strangers all the time. It's just not <laughs> something I want to invite into my life. But I think that you're stupid. You're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The little, like child yelling at you. <laughs> One of my like earliest memories of like online games like that. I was playing Halo three with my older brother. Um, it was a privilege because I was not allowed to really like hang out with him all the time when he had friends over. So it was him and his friends and they like started up around and then like as soon as the teams like loaded in or whatever, just like from the background, you hear like, oh, from like some kid. <laughs> and it was like, and mute and we're done. Um, but I, I think that that would be really nice because right now you can use their like switch app to do that sort of thing. Um, but I don't want to have to go through like a separate app to, to do that. Uh, I, I know that like, so I played animal crossing a lot with, with my girlfriend and with other people who I wasn't trying to see physically like in person because of the virus and everything like that. So not being able so having to like call them on the phone or FaceTime or whatever was kind of clunky or to like convince them to download, Hey, download the switch app real quick while I come over. Uh, it, it just, it just didn't, doesn't flow super well. So to just be able to connect a microphone or connect anything would, I think, uh, aid, aid the overall experience. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. This is not on my list, but I think it's something in general that Nintendo has to really think about as we keep moving uh, forward with, you know, the internet and online connectivity and, you know, uh, multiplayer games online being the new norm. Yeah. I think they have to solve this problem. Uh, and it's not even so much the voice chat because I do think a lot of the times people are now doing a lot of like, like we're recording on discord. I think discord is something that people do when they're playing games to like talk to each other a lot. Right. Too. Right. Um, but their, their online features in general are horrible. They're really bad. Trying to get to someone's Island in animal crossing it's like is eight menus. maddeningly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so complicated. Like I, there's, there's no reason why that shouldn't be a simple process of this is my friend. I want to go and to see this friend's Island and, and simple as that. But right. there's so many times when it's like, you're trying to get a group together of like four people and all these like hoops you have to jump through. It's, it, it, it is a mess. And I think not only would that just help, Nintendo in general, it would help a game like Animal Crossing even more. Oh yeah, and there's such a there's such a committed and dedicated community towards that game about like getting online and and you know the turn up the stock market and everything that's happening. It's crazy, but it's you know we're they're doing it in spite of how complicated it is to do. Yes, um, even like friend codes and stuff like that. I think that process <laughs> it's so is too difficult yeah. to to have to like to the fact that you have your friend code is what like sixteen characters. 
and you have to like screenshot it or take a picture of it or whatever, send to your friend and they have to get that in, you know, exactly. And it's not the worst thing in the world, obviously, when you get like download codes for certain games or whatever, it's, it's a similar kind of thing. But I mean, on, on every other console, it's just, what's your username? Okay. Got it. And I also will say, I can imagine that, you know, Nintendo is a little bit more directed towards kids. Not to say mm-hmm. that it's, you know, not to say that adults can't enjoy childish things or, or whatever. I mean, like, I played 200 hours of Pokemon, uh, not Pokemon, uh, which I have played, but um, <laughs> but, but uh, Animal Crossing or whatever. Uh, and, and it's just, you know, to maybe not put kids in that position to be just, like, hanging out and talking to adults, playing games, playing Fortnite or whatever. But it's just, I, I don't think it's, it's... Very good. And I also think, I mean, to answer the question before it comes up, I don't think it's very likely to happen Yeah. anytime soon. They, they have sort of been, I mean, pretty steadfast on their unwillingness to really want to change anything about their online services or anything in that matter. I mean, the friend code system has been around since the Wii, and it has not changed basically at all. Um, but so it goes. I'm not like, that's not where I go for online gaming really, but it just would have been nice when I'm playing animal crossing with people to be able to not have to like call them or have them download an app for it to just be built in. Yeah. I, I I do have to say there is something about it being a child safe system because like, if I'm thinking of, you know, when I, when I'm a parent and I want my kids to play games, I really don't feel worried about giving my kid a switch and having them have a good experience. No. Well, hopefully, hopefully by that time it'd be another thing other than the switch. I'm not that kind of parent. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're gonna play but, the switch because we liked it. I'm not that kind of parent. I'm also not that close to having kids. I was gonna but, say you're not a parent uh, in general. Yeah, <laughs> unless there's like some very exciting news to tell me, <laughs> and we're gonna announce it right now. No, um, but I, I, I think. There, there is so much like the Internet's a scary place and people are terrible on the Internet. Yeah, oh, so yeah. finding a, a place that is as streamlined as Nintendo to like, you know, be a safe place for kids to play video games and explore that world and have online experiences without them being filled with chats and those annoying kids like, you know, screaming in the microphone and stuff like that. I think that's a good thing. Um but even making it, you know, they have Nintendo has great parental control features mm-hmm. on the on the on the Switch. Like make those options, make those things that I can control as a parent, um, and just make the process more user friendly for everyone. Because I can guarantee you, millions and millions and millions of people play Nintendo. Right. And I would say a majority of them are not kids. A majority of them are adults <laughs> who who yeah. are able to play um, video games, and they want it to be a, a more simple process, and they don't want to have to jump through these hoops. So. Make make it more accessible, Nintendo. Yeah. What's your next I thing? Doubt they'll do that. All right. So my next thing, <clears throat> this this one um, is uh, one that uh, I think after a couple of our last podcasts uh, is not going to surprise anyone. But Game Pass needs to come to Switch. Yeah, it'd be pretty great. It would be uh, one of the most fantastic things ever. And I I get that that's a complicated ask because of game exclusives and because of, you know, a a million other things that would have to come for that. Like, they'd have to change what the Game Pass model looks like. If you want it for both, you know, Switch and Microsoft, you'd have to probably pay more. There's a lot of hoops that has to go through. Um, But I, I, I can't tell you, like, with how much I love playing Switch... I wish that there was a way to play new games uh, pretty easily without me having to constantly buy these new mm-hmm. games like Game Pass was. This game called Crosscode 
came out for PC, uh, I think, last year. And then it was recently uh, released on Game Pass and on Nintendo Switch. And it's a type of game that I don't want to necessarily play on my Xbox. Um, it's kind of like a dungeon-y game that's kind of making fun of a, of a massive multiplayer online game. It's like you're a character in it, and you wake up, and you forget who you were, and you don't know how you got there. And you're basically trying to like find out who you are, but also going through these dungeons and fighting people. And it, it looks like kind of like a Zelda-y type of game, like an old-school uh, top-down Zelda. And I would love to play that on my Switch but I'd have to pay for it right. when it's free on Game Pass. I'm like, well, why do I want to do that? And all these indie games that are also on Game Pass, I just wish they were on Switch. Yeah. And with Switch being the place I want to play things, I would hope that there is some kind of service. I agree. Now, um, they, they do have the, what do they call that? The uh, Nintendo Online yeah. that has the NES and Super Nintendo. And I think those are there, there are some good games there, but that those aren't new. Those aren't the new things that are coming out that I want to play that I haven't played before. I'll like touch those games to, for like nostalgia purposes, but I'm not going to sit there and start playing it brand new or anything because of um, just, you know, I, I, I there's so many things I haven't played now that I want to play and get through. Uh, oh, totally. That I can't just, I can't play a game that's 30 years old when my backlog of current stuff is so big. Another thing that was, you know, a lot of people are talking about was the uh, Project X Cloud, which is like a streaming service that if you own the game, I, I believe it's if you own the game on either Game Pass or on your Xbox, you can stream it from anywhere mm-hmm. um, that has an internet connection. And a lot of people were talking about like, that would be great if uh, Nintendo and Microsoft could get together to yeah. at least do something like that. Where you could stream your Xbox games on your Switch. That would be very. And I know cool. from an it would, yeah. and from a Nintendo standpoint, it's it. it I it, that's harder for me to buy. Like why yeah. Nintendo would yeah. want that? Like what's what's the pro and con? But I mean, Nintendo does have a pretty good relationship with Microsoft now. Anyway, uh, I mean, they came out with games like Cuphead and Ori and the Blind Forest first mm-hmm. on Switch after them them starting off to be uh, exclusive on Microsoft. Right. And of course, uh, Banjo came to Smash, and I know that that's one of those properties that's technically, you know, thought of a, associated with Nintendo. But Rare is owned by Microsoft, and they allowed that to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there was—I uh, I read a Eurogame uh, article that was talking about a GameStar interview with Phil Spencer, um, and this was back in July. And basically, a lot of they, they were kind of talking about XCloud and Game Pass and stuff like that. And uh, Phil Spencer kind of put a, uh, a kibosh on those hopes, unfortunately. And this is why I think this is extremely unlikely to happen. Not even for the sense of anything other than, uh, you know, like I think this is uh, would be a, a reach anyway to, to be something that would happen. But Phil Spencer said, in places where we have bought Xbox, mobile phones like we're doing now with Project xCloud, with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and what we've done with PC, bringing our full Xbox experience there, we know when someone is playing one of our Xbox games, there is an expectation that they've got their Xbox Live community, they have their achievements, Game Pass is an option, my first party library is completely there. The other competitive platforms really aren't interested in having a full Xbox experience on their hardware. Mm. But for us, we want to be where gamers want to be, and that's the path that we're on. And basically, he, he's saying that, listen, 
we, we want people to play Xbox everywhere, but the other companies don't want that. You know, like I, yeah. I, I still don't see why PlayStation or Nintendo, why that benefits them other than, you know, people playing, uh, buying potentially more Switches. But I don't think there's any issue with people wanting to buy Switches. So right. I don't I don't foresee that this being something that uh, it will happen. And even though Phil Spencer says he wants it to happen or it, it could happen, he kind of pointed the finger at the other companies like Nintendo for that. So yeah. unfortunately, my dreams will not probably happen. Well, I, there, that was kind of twofold. Do you think that the first thing I guess is it sounds like you don't think that streaming Xbox games on, on the Switch is going to happen. I would I would agree that I don't think that's probably likely. But do you think that a Nintendo style game pass for, you know, the indie titles that are on there or, you know, sometimes some even the bigger releases is something that might be in the future. No, uh, I don't, I don't think so. I think I'm shocked that the Nintendo online service has all the NES games and super Nintendo games, because if Nintendo does one thing really well, it's making you buy the same game multiple times. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have the Xenoblade Chronicles 3DS version. I have the Xenoblade Chronicles remastered. Ver- like, I, you know, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I, we Literally, the Zelda thing, I will buy any of those games again, just yeah. put them on the Switch, and I'll buy them. And I think from like a, a company standpoint, I don't I don't know if they need to do that. It's not like it's not like Nintendo people don't want to buy Nintendo games. So mm-hmm. if they put all their first party Nintendo games on this service, they would lose a lot of money for that. Um, and you know, while I think that's the direction Xbox and PlayStation are going, I don't know if Nintendo needs to do that at least as of yet with how well the Switch is selling. I, I would I would have to agree with you. All right, what's your next? My next thing is a another hardware thing, and that would be, and I've, my final thing is a game thing. So, just getting that out of the way to preface, but um, it's a it's a pro switch model. I think that a pro switch model would be awesome for people who are looking for. I don't know if you need like a bigger screen or anything like that, but maybe just a little bit more of a powerful machine, because. I have been frustrated, not frustrated, but I notice, you know, some of those performance issues that games have, even the, you know, first party Nintendo games have, especially when they're in handheld mode. Um, you go to the Kakar, not Kakariko Village, what the forest in uh, Breath of the Wild with all of the little um, oh, yeah. Deku guys, and it's, it's like a slideshow, like <laughs> chugging through, and... Uh, you know, that's not it's not a game breaking experience or anything like that. But I think that having a more powerful model would be pretty good. And I think it, it kind of follows in suit of what Nintendo's done with the Switch Lite. You know, that's a little bit less expensive, doesn't go into docked mode, maybe for more casual people who aren't looking to spend 300 bucks, but are looking to spend, you know, more like 200 bucks on a system. And they can justify it that way. It's a little bit of a smaller screen. Uh, to my understanding, it's a little bit less powerful. I think I so I, I think that a pro model would, would go over quite smooth. And I think that's the kind of thing that I would potentially buy depending on one, how much it costs and two, like the difference between the two, you know, their like power levels. Yeah. Oh no, I, I agree. I think this, this, this is going to happen at one point. It's already started to kind of happen with the different models. Uh, like how the red box switches, if you buy the red box switch nowadays, like that one has a battery, better battery life in it. That Um, makes sense because my battery life goes like that. And I have one of the older one, but from like two years ago and Elena's lasts forever. And, and that was like a thing in which they optimized the inside of it. 
I, you know, I, I think this is definitely something that uh, at, at some point will happen because the Switch is so popular that so many people have it. And as, you know, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X comes out, the, the, distance between those systems and the switch is only going to grow yeah. i mean right now it's it's not as strong as the ps4 or xbox one no. and it's already seeing like performance issues and things like that and i think it needs to happen uh but a couple things do worry me about that right now um have you yet to exp- have you experienced joy con drift yet yeah uh my first joy cons i i still have them but they they basically don't work <laughs> yeah so so i have so, a second yeah. pair my right Joy-Con just started drifting like crazy, mm. right? And you can get those fixed, right? You can yeah. send it in and fix them, but like that's still that's a problem. And if they're going to come up with a new with a new system, you would hope that they would fix that problem. Yeah. And they came out with those Switch lights and guess what? They didn't fix the no. problem on the Switch light and it still happens on that. And to me, that's a bigger problem than what the Switch is because you can't just replace the Joy-Con. Right. Right, like you need, you need a whole new thing, or you have to send the whole thing in in order to get it fixed. Um, so I think the 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 performance aspect of it, I think, is eventually going to require them to change things. Mm-hmm. But I'm also worried about like the actual technology stuff in it, like that. Like they they that needs to be addressed. That needs to be fixed. Yeah. And the fact that we have this is still as an issue with the uh, Switch Lite. Uh, that's problematic, and if they come up with a new version, that's gotta be that's gotta be something that they prioritize. But if I know Nintendo, they will come up with another version of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I think that will be for the best for the system, and I will definitely buy it, maybe even two. There you go. What's your next thing? All right. So my is this I, I your last this thing? my fifth my fifth and there final one. Uh, this one is coming straight from the nostalgia. Uh, place okay, and this this is not a game that you know needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's one that maybe is even likely to happen, but it's one that I want to happen, and I don't want them to do that much to it. Okay, Mario Kart sixty four. Now I want them to release Mario Kart sixty four for the Nintendo Switch with the same basic flaws, or uh, I guess you could call them cheats. Uh, that you can do in that. So it's exactly one of the same experiences that you had on the N64 version. Interesting. And it's just because you want to just experience it once again, exactly how it was? Yeah, because I, I, I think, uh, and obviously they can have like upgrades to it, but um, I, I think like there's something so great about playing that game. And, you know, for someone my age specifically, when you go to like your your friends' houses and they all have, you know, they're talking about video games and they pull out their old dusty N64 system and, you know, they put things in like GoldenEye or Smash Brothers and people like have like visceral reactions to that. And they are like, they remember playing those games and playing them like they were. Right. And then Mario Kart is still a game to this day. I feel like you put in and people are going to get around and have fun with. And... I, I just I just wish I could play that in an easy way handheld where I could like completely uh, like just nail some of those like glitches that were in that game that I that when I was young I didn't really realize existed right 
but now, but now can, I wish I could perfect and do um, and just have that game at the, my fingertips. And they could do things like make the battle mode online. If <laughs> we talked about their online system, but right. like, imagine playing that game online um, and, you know, those original ba- battle mode courses and everything like that. I, I just think there'd be s- such a cool um, uh, opportunity for Nintendo to, to kind of like relive its history in a way and heck i'd pay 40 dollars for that which i know sounds crazy but i think would be so uh worth it yeah, that makes a lot of sense um do, do you have uh, fond memories of mario kart 64 uh i didn't pl- i'm you're we're revealing our little age discrepancy here uh no <laughs> uh, i mean here here's the thing i like my first real big like the, the first console that i ever had that like got me into video games was a gamecube um and so I play. I have fond memories of Mario Kart Double Dash, and then I acquired. I think my sister had a Nintendo sixty four that we went then went back and played a lot of the, you know, older games that we had either played like remakes of or ports of. I mean, like we played uh, Zelda: Ocarina of Time on there. There was the GameCube like pack that had Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, the like the original Legend of Zelda and Legend of Zelda two. And then a twenty-minute demo of uh, Wind Waker. So we played we played Ocarina of Time on there, and then we went back and like, what was this like before it was on a good controller? Um, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so so I I I have fond memories of older Mario Kart games, just not of uh, Mario Kart sixty four. Because at that point like- too, it was like, why play this? different version when we have like a better version you know because we were oh yeah exactly like and, I, and i think i think there might be an opportunity um to have like the n64 classic or something yeah. like that which they they find a way to release these these n64 games which are classics mm-hmm. that i think you know more people should and could play like for me it'd be nostalgia for you it'd be like you never experienced them before yeah um and there's so many like uh, n64 games you know uh you, you know your your Mario sixty four. We were talking about how Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask would be great if if those three D games uh, were like remastered. And mm-hmm. I I I was trying to think of you know which specific N sixty four game I have the fondest memories of, and it would definitely be Mario Kart sixty four. Um, and I think the basic gameplay is good enough that that would be totally um, something that I think could sell pretty well, specifically with how successful Mario Kart is. Yeah. Hell, make it uh, make it a DLC thing in which it's a, it's a, an option you can do in the menu. You can play classic N64 mode in Mario Kart 8. I'd, I'd pay $40 for that. That I'd actually be very cool. for a lot of that. And but that, and that think, way, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I was, there's definitely a way that I think that this could happen. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. And especially with the, you know, the, there's been these rumors about the 35th anniversary Mario collection or whatever they potentially may or may not have planned for that. I think that that kind of thing would be would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and you know, even I, I I see this not likely, but having like a N64 thing on the Nintendo Online yeah. subscription, like that would be so cool. Like that that would just be awesome. I but. agree. I agree. Do you want to hear about my last thing? What is your final? list item now there's there's a this is a loaded sentence right here oh a really good pokemon game <laughs> now hold on now wait what <laughs> peter you love pokemon oh i love pokemon thank you audience but uh i think that i i really liked and i think we have had conversations about it when it came out i really liked sword and shield 
Um, but I don't think that they hold up to sort of the standard that Nintendo has been setting with games like Breath of the Wild. And while I didn't really get into Mario Odyssey, I can recognize that that is also a great game that they made. And, and Animal Crossing and all these things have really taken the core ideas of what the games are and really expanded upon them in ways that are incredible and, and really, really great. And when this Pokemon game came out, there are some ideas that are really, really great. You look at the 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 gym battles being in these giant, you know, like soccer-like arenas and stuff like that. And that's awesome. That's really cool. But then there's no, like, voice acting. And and not, not that that's been in Pokemon games before, but I would have loved for that to be included. Or, you know, all the Pokemon being in it. You know, and I'm not I'm not a hundred percent or guy. I'm not even the kind of guy who likes to update his Pokedex by sending things through the games and stuff like that. But I think that including all the Pokemon would not be that hard. And it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't know how to make games, but I think that if you are a property like Pokemon, I would make that a priority or even like the animations for the battles or just even the animations for the people. They're all like. They're all in Pokemon uh, Sun and Moon and, and older games. So it just, it doesn't, while it is a game that I enjoyed and a game that I like, I don't think it's like anything extraordinary. Yeah, I, I would say that Pokemon Sword and Shield are good in spite of itself. Like, and it's the same thing with, with Animal Crossing. I think Animal Crossing is a good game, mm-hmm. New Horizons, in spite of itself. And the fact that you would have hoped that um, New Horizons would have, been better at updating its game to a a current, you know, 2020 type of format. And I still think like people are still having fun with it. People are addicted to it, but it could have been so much better if Nintendo just would have made it a changed a few of the gameplay uh, tweaks, changed the loop a little bit. There's a lot of things it could have, could have done better with in animal crossing. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that sword and shield also need needed to be better than what it got and that's not saying it's bad because i'm gonna say a controversial thing here people are gonna come after me i, I think, know they came after you for saying an actually good yeah. uh, uh pokemon game but um the most addictive pokemon game is pokemon sword and shield out of all of them the most accessible pokemon game uh is pokemon sword and shield and my favorite pokemon game is oh, pokemon sword and shield that, see that that last part is very interesting yes um, I would all, and, uh, I would potentially argue that like the most accessible one might be let's go Eevee and P- Pikachu. Kind of brings okay. you in, bring, brings in that Pokemon Go audience, narrows it down to 150 Pokemon. That's it. But I, yeah, I but I know I, what you're saying. I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to lessen. Let's go uh, Eevee and Pikachu. I did enjoy those games, but I feel like those changed the core gameplay yeah. so much. Yes. That that it's a it's almost a different genre, and for me as like that was almost like what I wished and remembered the original Pokemon games were like, right, how great right. Those were, but, um, you know, I, I, the, the story itself in Pokemon sword and shield, I think was, was nothing special. I, I feel like it was like your character, um, being the side character as all the other characters are going yeah. through the story plots, you know, and you're just basically fighting your gym battles and it's like, okay, you finish this battle. Well, I take care of this world ending cataclysm. And you're like, you know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just kind of like uh, whatever. Um, but I didn't mind that the story wasn't like this huge world-ending epic kind of thing, even though it kind of got. There I was going to say it definitely at did end. at the end. But um, the 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 time I spent the most uh, 
the time I, the place I spent the most time in that game was the uh, wild area. Yeah, yeah. And even going through and, and collecting the Pokemon and, and uh, near the end when you're filling out your Pokedex, just like they would tell you where the Pokemon would appear if it would appear. And then you, there was like it was like a quest almost. Yeah. And you'd go there and try to find it. Well, see, I think and, that... Sorry, go on. No, no, you go ahead. Well, I think that the wild area is what... It, it is a glimpse at what the game could be if the whole game were that environment that you could... That it was much more 3D, you know, with being able to move the camera and and all of these different types of terrain and stuff. But there's no reason other than completing the Pokedex to go there really in the game after you go there for the first time. Other than I think going to some other city is like in the you have to travel through there. But there, I, I feel like that is an add on that almost felt like an afterthought in the actual game because it, it doesn't come up again, really. And and it, I think it's the best part of the game, and that's a problem. But uh, in the expansion pass, the the worlds that they do give you are the at least the first one. It's it's another wildland type of oh, area cool. that you have that that has a lot more that there there are these diglets you have to find more like collectibles and mm-hmm. like they're kind of at fine and hard locations and there's a ton of them and it's just another thing to do. You don't really get much for it, but it's another thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. The Wildland area was a glimpse at what what it should have been. And I, I know you haven't played them, but you gotta you you gotta check out the Xenoblade games because thinking about how those worlds and how massive those open world areas were, and I said like they're great for exploring because there's all these secrets in them. If that would have been what the wild area was, when it's this massive place with all these different places to go where you could explore and find new things, it, that would have been such a a, a more interesting direction to take that it would have been more fully formed it would have been fleshed out more it would have been that could have made the game even better yeah um and that would have made the wild land uh, the wild area an even better place and i just think they missed out on that on that opportunity they it could have been better but i still think in spite of itself it was good and i enjoyed that yes i agree even like you know as simple as seeing the the animals walk the the book <laughs> animals pokemon <laughs> animals what am i <laughs> seeing the pokemon walk around and how you still got the the secret random encounters in the grass area mm-hmm. and like it still had that kind of like unknowing experience about all right is this is this the time i'm going to get this encounter you still had that so it was like the best of both both worlds with that and um i i i look at pokemon sword and shield and i don't and I don't look at it as being a bad game or a disappointment, which I feel like a lot of Pokemon fans were looking at it as. Right. I look at it as a glimpse of what it could be for the next game. Yeah. And I hope they learn from this, and I hope they they don't just keep doing what they're doing, and I hope they improve upon that. And I think they could make an awesome game building off of these ideas and being creative with it and not being afraid to be a little bit um, risky with Pokemon. Yeah. Um, because people love Pokemon no matter what. I mean, Sword and Shield is still sold ridiculously well. Right. So be more risky. Put more. Make it better. I think. I think. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. I guess that that wraps up the list, then, huh? Yeah. Actually, we we, we for the Pokemon thing. How likely do you think that's going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I I think that we're still. I mean, that came out what last year. So yeah. I, I it's we're not close to getting a new Pokemon game. I don't think. Uh, it, it depends. It's hard to say because Pokemon has been the same since it came out, basically, with a few, like, obviously graphical updates and whatever, but it, there hasn't really been a huge difference in 
in anything. So I don't know how likely it is. I would hope that they would want to take a risk and make something a little bit different. You look at Breath of the Wild and how that's so many people's favorite Zelda game. And in my opinion, it's not really a Zelda game. It does it does it has a few of the same ideas, but at the end of the day, I think they're totally, totally different than what the traditional Zelda games are. But that's so many people love it so much. And I, I think that you could do something similar with Pokemon, but it's a risk. And I think a lot of the games Nintendo has been putting out recently have been a little risky or, or have a little bit more risk to them. Uh, and, and I just don't know. So I don't know. That basically was an answer of yes or no. And I said, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's likely. I, I mean, I, I don't think that they're really going to be interested in changing up the formula a whole lot, because again, like you said, it sold really well. And even though people had problems with it, they still played it, still bought it. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, it's like they want to make changes with Pokemon, but they just never go full out with it. Like Sun and Moon, those those games were not the traditional no. type of Pokemon. Um, they had different forms of the Pokemon. They had, mm-hmm. you know, kind of out of order when, in terms of where you went for your gyms. Yeah. Uh, it's like they're willing to do that, but, like, th- I think the, the problem is, is just it's lacking the polish that you would want on a AAA game the size of Pokemon. Now, Pokemon Snap. Acting, <laughs> I am excited for Pokemon Snap. I I do I know what you're saying though. Yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like unironically, I'm very excited for Pokemon Snap. Well, is there anything else that you have have to say about Nintendo to Nintendo? Because you know they're listening. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think this is my my next comment is not towards Nintendo. My my next comment is towards the Nintendo fans. And towards the even us when we were talking about this topic because we were kind of like joking about how the rest of the year is kind of a barren wasteland for new Nintendo games mm-hmm. <laughs> or good quality Nintendo games. I, I think, you know, actually looking at what this year was for Nintendo, I think there's some pretty good exclusives that um, are still to come and have already come out. Uh, for Nintendo that made it a pretty good year. And I just don't get the criticism that people say this hasn't been a good Nintendo year. Um, I think the the criticism is that for the mainstream people, there hasn't been enough big mainstream games that are the mainstream Nintendo properties that people yeah. love, like Pokemon or, or Zelda or Mario. Um, but Animal Crossing is a huge deal. Like, yeah. it sold... Over twenty million. That, yeah. That's that's that is ridiculous. That that has that that has been something that has broken into um, the mainstream conversation. Yeah. Uh, and that game alone, I think, look, looking at this year would make it a success. But I don't know. Do you do you feel like people saying that there hasn't been, this hasn't been a good Nintendo uh, year? Do you think they're right or wrong? I mean, I think that it's just that they wanted to hear more about Breath of the Wild too, because they teased that what last E three or say anything about Metroid Prime 4 or whatever. And and those are franchises that I'm perfectly fine with not hearing from. I mean, I would love to hear from them, but we just got them, you know? Or, I mean, not Metroid, but whatever. Uh, but but I think you look at Animal Crossing and it's like, if, if this is a bad year for Nintendo, like, what's a good year, you know? <laughs> I, so many people I know bought a Switch because they wanted to play Animal Crossing. And then, because I think the Switch is maybe the most accessible console ever, question mark, um, it is, it, it has then launched this, like, interest in, like, people who don't typically pay, play games into playing, you know, more games. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. And I think that to say that that's a bad year for a company is, 
almost laughable. Again, you said twenty, what, 20 over twenty million people bought yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah, but that's insane. Animal Crossing, and you know, and, and I think that the state of the world kind of helped with that. You know, staying inside and and everything with that, but. That's insane. You couldn't, I mean, and this is not a new thing for Nintendo hardware sometimes, but you couldn't find Switches for a minute there. Switch lights, regular Switches, whatever, you couldn't find them. And up until that point, they've been pretty accessible, so. Right, and I, I mean, PlayStation had, had two of the biggest games that I can possibly think of in the in the past couple of years come out with Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part II. Um, and I guess you could say Persona 5 Royal, um, even yeah. though I hope that comes to Switch. Th- that was a good year for them, I would yeah. say. What has Xbox done this year? Make Game Pass even better? Like, is that like right, I don't exactly. know if that's a great year for for Xbox? I think this is a great year for Nintendo, um, and I'm still looking forward to um, a couple of the games that are coming out. Um, I'm I want to play uh, Bravely Default too. Um, that probably means I also need to go back and play Bravely Default <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> at some point. Um, but you know. There's still good things to come, and even though I don't like Pikmin, that's that's people's cup of tea. They'll yeah. like that when it comes out. And I want to play Paper Mario and the Origami King. I haven't played it yet, but everyone says that game is delightful. It's funny, uh, and that was a new game too this year. So yeah. definitely, this is a good year, and there's still plenty of things to play in the Switch. Um, and this Switch is still uh, one of my all-time favorite consoles, and Nintendo is still one of my all-time favorite um, companies. I agree. I think if you think that... Nintendo had a be had a bad year. Go watch the uh, the Indie World showcase. There's some there's some great stuff that is either out right now or coming out by the end of the year. And there's some stuff that's coming out next year as well. But there's some there's some wonderful stuff in there. Go play go play a, a short hike. The game's awesome. Plays a little penguin who flies. What? Never heard of did that. You, did you play that? Um, no, Elena bought it for me so she can play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she has been playing that. I'm. Uh, I have it downloaded and I'm excited to play it. But all right, well, hey, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate really appreciate you uh, tuning in every week to hear us bloviate about such video game topics such as such as this. Uh, we'll be back next week talking about games again, as we will be back the week after that talking about games. I don't. I really don't see that changing anytime soon, as we are both condemned to our houses, as this is the world we live in. But thank you so much for listening to Hitbox, a podcast about games. And remember, yeah. yeah. That sound again? Here you go. One more time. Boom. Yeah. One more. Click. We'll do yeah. the three times. Rule yeah, three. It's the charm. It's the charm. Do it. That's good. All right. Bye. See ya. <laughs>